All right, let's do this. This is Wise Guy Talks. Wise Guy Talks. Speaking truth to power. Exposing lies. Fake news. Fighting to restore American values. American values. Release the hounds. Hey, everybody, it is time to release the hounds. We're going to be talking about truth. And the name of today's show, episode 67, is going to be called Make It Go Away. If you're one of the people that lives in a community and currently they want the division and the rancor to go away, well, this is the show for you. We'll be right back. Okay, folks, uh, I am the wise guy. This is episode 67 called Make It Go Away. I've heard a number of people in the community in this town say they just want the division, the fighting, the derision to go away, the the problems that's happening in our school. But there's only one way to do that. And that's what we're going to talk about today, particularly as we get closer to the end. But I want to remind everyone, we did not start this fight and we did not ask for this fight. This fight came to us. I would also remind everyone we are asking for a seat at the table and for discussions around CCAP in uh, July of 2020. What we got instead was, hey, hey, ho, ho, racist parents got to go. I was one of the guys that was attacked out there, even assaulted. I know what was going on. But some people think that a vote for Stephanie Williams will somehow or another make it all go away. It won't. It'll only make it worse. And we're going to prove that in this following episode 67. Once again, I've called upon the talents of uh, Juan and uh, Robert to do some background on this. Let me introduce uh, Juan and Robert. How are you guys doing? Doing great. How you doing? Happy guys? to be here. <laughs> you're happy to be here. Happy to be here. Well, Juan, you're not smiling over there. You got your game face on. What was that saying that you like to make? Uh, how does that one go? <laughs> I got the double-barreled middle fingers ready to go. <laughs> double barrel. Loaded up. I want to quote that one. Robert, it's your show. Take it away, brother. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about DATS today. So uh, DATS is a local anti-racist group, and that's by their own admission, right? So I'm not making that up. Uh, They started in the fall of 2020, and that's when we began seeing some er er some early social media posts around October, 2020. Uh, they filed for nonprofit status in December of 2020, and they filed as a, a 501c4. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that because that's an important distinction. Uh, I can identify nine members of SARC, or sorry, for, of DATS. So similar to SARC, there's it's nine members in this group. And, and also similar to SARC, this group is dominated by women, seven out of nine. Uh, majority of these folks are, are white. At least one DATS member contributed to Move Tarrant Ford, which was the pack that mailed out the clown flyer in the spring of 2021, attacking not candidates, but individual members of our community. And every single one of the DATS members that I can identify signed the SARC demands. So DATS claims that they are a non-political organization, just like Stephanie Williams claims she's a, a non-political candidate. So, but make no mistake, DATS is a political organization. From the beginning, they registered as a 501c4 instead of a 501c3, and I want to explain that a little bit. So a 501c3 is a nonprofit organization that if you form it that way, anyone that gives you money or contributes money can write that off on their taxes. But the limitations are a 501c3 cannot be involved in political activities. A 501c4 if you contribute to one of those, you cannot write that on your taxes, 
but the, a 501c4 has the flexibility to be involved in in politi- in politics. It can't be their primary function, but they can be involved in politics. So if they're a non-political organization and they want to take politics out of schools, why did they file and form this organization as a 501c4 instead of a 501c3? Well, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that one of the main talking points of Stephanie Williams' campaign is that the PAC is what is causing all the division in Southlake and Carroll ISD. And she's been saying, get the politics out of the school by rebuking the PAC through this election. But this is not about the PAC. So what are the differences between a PAC and his 501c4, which is what DATS is? They're both able to raise unlimited amounts of money. But a PAC has to back... Uh, a PAC backs candidates and political issues, and it has to it has to disclose its donor list and its contributions. Whereas a 501c4 is primarily aimed at social welfare issues, uh, educational issues, and it doesn't have to disclose its donor list. Unfortunately, uh, because of other court cases and the Citizens United case being the the one that I'm thinking of, the door was open for 501c4s to spend money on political races, even though. That's not their primary focus, and that's exactly what we're seeing with DATS. Do you think this is an intentional disinformation campaign? I mean, do you think that they're trying to somehow or another gaslight the community or confuse them as to what exactly the issues are going on in this election? I, I, think, I think it absolutely is. When you look at the local level, local level of what's happening here, I defy anyone to explain to me functionally what is the difference between the PAC and DATS. I don't think there really is any difference in the way they're operating. Uh, you know, you look at what DATS has done. They, they sent out a mailer in April 2021 in an attempt to influence the school board elections and not in the favor of conservative candidates. They, they're endorsing Stephanie Williams now. They're retweeting requests to raise money for Stephanie Williams now. Um, and they've, re, they've tweeted stuff about Joe Biden and the U.N. They are acting like a progressive political organization, just like a PAC would behave. Do you think that they're trying to uh, position the pack as being the boogeyman, the bogeyman? I mean, Juan, you're sitting here looking at Stephanie's latest flyer. Why, why don't you talk about that just for a brief second? Yeah, well, there's this flyer that went out recently, and it's Stephanie Williams' advertisement. Um, and in the top left corner, it says, no to political action committee with pack and a red line crossed through it. But, you know, I have to say there there is no functional difference. And when we look at the pack. I don't care if they want to attack the PAC. Andrew Yeager's backed by the PAC on one issue and one issue only. So, so you did describe that as, as a distinction without a difference. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly what I'd say. And, and I, I agree with that. I, I think DATS is acting, right, they formed as a 501c4 so they could be involved in politics, and it feels like that is the primary function, even though in a 501c4 it's not supposed to be. But I want to connect Stephanie Williams to DATS real quick. So in her own words, here it is. Good evening, y'all. My name is Stephanie Williams, and I'm a parent of two CISD graduates and two current dragons. And tonight, I am speaking on behalf of the group Dignity for All Texas Students. Fortunately, I was able to get involved with DATS, Dignity for All Texas Students. You've heard about My name is Stephanie Williams, and I am part of DATS, or Dignity for All Texas Students, and I'm going to... So there you have it. So Stephanie has made no secret uh, that she's been a member of DATS. Um... And interestingly enough, one of the first things she did as she announced her intent to run for school board is she shut down all of her social media. She blocked anyone from seeing Twitter. She blocked anyone from seeing um, uh, Facebook. I don't know about Instagram. I'm not in, on Instagram. And we, we all know that on her political Stephanie for CISD site, 
She shut anybody down that asked any tough questions. So her intent is to conceal her background. And she does this because she doesn't want people to know her true beliefs and what her intentions are if she were to actually be elected onto the school board. Does this go to a, a level of transparency for her? Oh, yeah, of course it does. I mean, that, so, but this is the standard in Southlake for progressives to either pose as conservatives or at least pose as moderates in the community. And social media provides that glimpse into the candidates, what they really believe, certainly when you look back at history. I just wonder how many people when they went back, if you went, rolled back the way back machine and you looked at Michelle Moore, you looked at Cherry Mills, you looked at Ina Dietrich, Candace Kop- Kopanos, and more recently, Dave Allman. I wonder how many times when people, you know, went and voted for those people thought that they were voting for people right square in the middle, people that represented the best interest for their children. So that's exactly what they're doing, Guy. In fact, Stephanie Williams right now, and, and it's stated, you know, I, I happen to see, a, you know, a, an email that she sent out and it's stated in the email that they're going after, I think the way they stated it was people that are not engaged in the schools or something like that. But what she's doing is she's going after uninformed conservative and moderate voters, specifically in low turnout areas. And, and she's, she's doing this opposing as a moderate or a conservative. But as it turns out, Stephanie Williams, while she's blocked all her social media and all the history it turns out that Stephanie Williams, if not fully running that social media, has at least been a significant contributor. So I want to run this real quick so you can hear this in her own words. Fortunately, I was able to get involved with DATS, Dignity for All Texas Students, you've heard about that tonight, where I found other like-minded people who love Southlake and Carroll ISD, but know it can be a better, more welcoming, and more inclusive place for us residents. As part of DATS, I've worked on social media, and I invite you all to check our latest post. So there you have it. So as part of DATS, she's worked on their social media. So while she's blocked all of her personal stuff, we can go in and we can look at dads to, to get some insight into who Stephanie Williams is. Yeah, yeah, but look, she keeps telling everybody that she's non-political, all right? I mean, she clearly says that time and time again. She also wants to she make some point that she wants to make this community more inclusive. For crying out loud, look at what's happened to the demographics of this community. It's changed immensely, and the people that move here are not stupid. They're moving here for a good reason. Yeah, that that's exactly right. They they are in, in the community is becoming more diverse. It is an inclusive community, which is why people are moving here. So as it relates to Dats and Stephanie Williams, though, we, we know that Stephanie Williams signed the SART demands, but now she's claiming she doesn't agree with what she signed yet. On the, and again, getting a glimpse into Stephanie Williams by looking at the Dats feeds on social media, Dats has been an ally to SARC. From the very beginning, they describe themselves. And again, this is their words. And I'll put this, uh, give this to you guys so you can put it on the screen. They describe themselves as an anti-racist organization, just like Sark. They, they express that they are not against Sark. So they are allied with Sark. So when you look at the Sark demands, Dats is no different. Um, so Stephanie Williams, who presumably is behind these tweets is de- declaring her allegiance with Sark. She's de- declaring the organization to be anti-racist in a May tweet. She goes on to instruct people to follow Sark on Twitter. Um, add to that. She retweeted Sark 35 times in the last nine months. And just last week, guys, she did an interview with Sark 
Uh, These are just not the actions of someone who disagrees with Sark. These are these are the actions of someone that believes in her bones. Our school should be implementing all 17 of Sark's demands. Okay, so somebody just very quickly talk about Sark Prima Facie, what what this organization is all about. Just take 15 seconds to the people that may have just come here from Mars and they don't have a clue what Sark is all about. Why don't you give that a shot, bro? Yeah, Sark Sark is the South Lake anti-racist organization. And what you need to know, we can go through the demands, but I think what you need to know up front is what does anti-racist mean to them? It does not mean uh, MLK's uh, colorblind society where we're judged on the content of our character it does not mean racial equality, equality of opportunity, which would include outreach to try to bring people up. What it is, is it says racism is defined as anything resulting in racial inequity. It has nothing to do with racial superiority. And anything that results in a racial inequity for them is considered racism and therefore discrimination on the basis of race, if it results in racial equity, is a positive good. And let's just make it clear some of the top five uh, hits, demands uh, that Sark has made and that Stephanie signed on to. Either one of you guys jump in there and just give the community just a clue of some of the things that they wanted to impose on Southlake. Oh, gosh, there, there's so many there's so many terrible things. Uh, one of the big ones was asserting that uh, Black Lives Matter, which on its face seems like it's OK, but they, they're clearly backing the political movement that has resulted in a billion dollars of damage the deaths of between 25 and 50 people, uh, widespread destruction and rioting, um, also getting rid of the school resources officers because defund the police, right? So getting rid of the SROs out of the school. Those are the two big ones. There's also things about uh, implicit bias training uh, for staff and students and tying those things to uh, teacher evaluation. But CRT doesn't exist in the community. That's what she'll tell you time and time again. Yeah, but of course they're lying, guy. You know that. I mean, one of the books at the center of the recent controversy about the teacher being punished reported totally inaccurately by Hicks and Bond Hilton uh, that the teacher was punished over a book. That's absolutely false. She was punished for how she treated a child. But the book at, at, in question, this book is Anti-Racist by Tiffany Jewell, is a critical race theory book putting race essentialism front and center uh, in a way that will impact K through four and getting them to be race activists, social justice warriors. But, but I'm, I want to toss this one up to Robert. Didn't, didn't this organization want to hire teachers based on their race and sexuality? That's, that's exactly what I was going to add, guys. So th- that was one of the big ones. They, they, they literally want to hire teachers based on their sexuality. I don't even know how that interview process works. You know, I mean, really, are you going to ask people how they have sex? It's disgusting. You know, the other thing, there's a couple of them that that stand out. There's 17 demands and they're all horrendous, but a couple of others stand out to uh, to me. One, one was that a requirement that our kids got anti-racist and intersectionality training as a condition of graduation. Another one, you would talk about equity. And in fact, Andrew did a a great job talking about this in in the spin forum. They, they want to eliminate an advanced Carroll Medical Academy course and replace it with anti-racism training in, in medicine. And this is what equity is all about, right? Which is lowering the performance of the top performers and bring them down to the lower performers so everyone has the same outcome. Yeah, and want, that's what Stephanie Williams wants for our, our schools. Yeah, they want everybody across the finish line at the same time. And my daughter was in the Carroll Medical, medical, medical Academy, and I can tell you, 
that placed her in a really good position to hopefully go through medical school. And the other thing is the, the vast majority of the kids that are in that Carroll Medical Academy are Asian, and they'd be the ones that would be directly affected by this dumbassery that Stephanie has kind of gotten behind. Well, one thing you said about crossing the finish line at the same time, that wouldn't even be so awful, except that's not what they mean. What they mean is by equity, at some point they say, well, the historically oppressed people, never mind that their current social condition may be that they're wealthy, they need to cross the finish line first to make up for years and years of oppression. Yeah. So, I, and we're, we're all sort of dancing around CRT. So I, I want to I dive right into this because Stephanie Williams uh, and other DATS members have repeatedly said, and we've done shows on this guy, that CCAP, DEI, or any other discussed plan is based on critical race theory. They've, they've, they've denied it all along. Uh, and we did, again, we did an episode or two on that. And that's even famously said in that mailer I just mentioned from the spring of 2021, they said in it that teaching critical race theory to children would be terrifying. That's what they said. Yet every one of the DATS members that I can identify, including Stephanie Williams, signed the SARC demands. And Juan, remind us exactly what they said. Yeah, I'm going to quote here from the SARC demand letter, page three. I quote, we need a comprehensive education that incorporates a critical pedagogy approach, including critical race theory, close quote. So she sat there in the spin uh, forum and she said, critical race theory is, is a law school class that it's a boogeyman. She literally used that word. And yet she signed demands herself that specifically state there's no interpretation that we demand critical race theory be taught to our kids. We, we know that this has become a national bullet point because the, the, the progressives across America know that they're getting their butt kicked on this issue. So what do they do? They try to minimize it. And I think you've got a fancy word that you use to describe the psychology behind it. But what they're trying to do is get us to take our eye off the ball. And here we have her directly admitting to CRT. And then she goes before one of these forums and debates and says, uh, nothing to see here. Don't look behind the curtain. Well, and this is exactly how they're gaslighting the community. They say, well, we're not teaching CRT because it's a, it's a law school course. Correct. You're not teaching about CRT. You're doing CRT because CRT is not really a theory. It's a movement. And we see that in this book. This book is anti-racist. That's what's happening. They're doing CRT. So it's and I want to go through because if you go through the DATS uh, social media feed, you see where they stand on these issues. And I want to go through this really quick because it's a a fairly lengthy list and I I don't want to do everyone. But on March 22nd, she retweeted uh, anti-racistfuture.org article that discusses what happens when teachers ignore microaggressions. On March 15th, she tweeted support for House Bill 426, declaring DEI a positive character trait taught in schools. On March 26th, she tweeted out invitations for an event with Winnie Yi Chan, a promoter of equity in schools and social emotional learning. On May 26th, she tweeted in opposition for House Bill 3979, the Texas House Bill, making teaching CRT and K through 12 schools illegal. So she's telling us on the one hand, it's a boogeyman law school theory, yet she's tweeting out opposition to a law that bans it. And then also in August, they tweeted out support for Black Lives Matter twice, capital BLM, the same organization that wants to disrupt nuclear families 
this is full-on critical race theory coming from dads, coming directly from Stephanie Williams. Yeah, and what did they do when BLM came to town and they had their uh, their big cabal meeting there in South Lake Town Square? Half the damn businesses shut down for the day and boarded themselves up. And then what did they do? They badmouthed these businesses for having the husband shut their businesses down for crying out now, ignoring completely what had gone on around the country in the last month and a half, two months. So I want to I want to keep moving, but. Um, I just want to wrap this little section up. This is a complete con job, guys. Um, any conservative that thinks Stephanie Williams is a moderate is having the wool pulled over their eyes. Anyone that thinks that voting for Stephanie Williams is going to make all this division and rancor going to go away, you're wrong. The only solution is for us to elect conservatives to the school board. But what I want to dive into now is uh, media. Uh, one of the things uh, that that we we've seen is, in my view, are these mafia or mob like tactics of extortion that basically say what they're telling us. The leftists in town are telling us you if you don't do what we want you to do, we're going to burn this town down. And so I want to play for you a uh, a clip from the August 3rd, 2020 board meeting the famous CCAP meeting. And this speaker is an adult SARC member by the name of Ethan Coe. I've slowed this down a little bit to try and make it easier to understand. I do want to warn listeners that there's some foul language here. If you're listening with your kids, you may want to skip forward about a minute and a half. Uh, And he was on a cell phone because this was one of those remote meetings. So the connection is not particularly good, but he is telling us what their plan is. If we don't fold to their demands, here it goes. Next, we have Ethan Coe. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. I'm angry. I've tried to be peaceful, but that clearly does not work. Ridiculous to delay the passing of the CCAP to allow people to read the goddamn plan. It does not take that long to read 30 pages. The leaders of Stark are far more accomplished than you. One of our leaders works at the CDC. One of them is going to Yale School of Medicine, and I work at Tufts University School of Medicine. We are in every way smarter than you, so you better be listening. I'm going to make South Lake Carroll the poster child of racism. I will do everything in my power to make sure that South Lake Carroll goes down in history as an exemplar town. There are already multiple news stations on this board meeting right now. Just wait till we are in the New York Times. When people Google South Lake, they will see the countless articles about how the school board didn't have the gall to stand up to racists who were buying their houses. Personal attacks on board members aren't allowed, right? I've grown up being called a chink and a fag, and you can't handle 90 seconds of being graded. Fuck that. Should you not vote to pass? Okay, at that point, it sounds to me as though his mic got shut off, and unfortunately, it wasn't shut off sooner. But I, I really, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but does this not... Give us some real insight into what Sark really is. I mean, I, I know how Stephanie tries to paint the kinder, gentler version of this along with Dats, but doesn't this really give us a, a big insight? I mean, this guy thinks that he's intellectual, intellectually superior to all of us because what does he do? He goes to Tough. He's got buddies that work for the CDC. He's got buddies that are in Yale. And he says it right up front. He's coming after us. He's essentially going to burn this city down because he didn't get his way. And how many times have we gone into Walmart and we've seen that little two-year-old kid spinning circles on the floor because he didn't get his way? That's what this guy sounds like, that little kid in Walmart spinning circles on his shoulder on the floor in Walmart. Yeah, so a couple things jump out at me. The first thing is if you believe yourself to be intellectually superior to anyone and you support what was written in the CCAP or the Sark Demand Letter, you're clearly mistaken. You don't understand history. You don't understand human nature. But the second thing I want to point out is that these people are really engaging or threatening to engage in domestic terrorist tactics. 
These are the same people that turn around and want to call parents who show up to a school board meeting and say, hey, don't teach my kid what they can and can't be and whether they're oppressed or or oppressor based on their skin color. They're calling those people domestic terrorists. Does that make any sense in a, in a sane world? Well, it seems to me that they've got NBC. They've got a hotline. I can just imagine in the SAR headquarters, kind of like in a bat cave. they got their little red phone, and they pick up, Hey, Mike, how you doing today? i got a hot one for you. I put a microphone on somebody, and they went into uh, this private meeting, and they recorded it. I mean, don't you guys get the impression that NBC, through Mike Hicksonball and Tonya Hilton, which, um, who's, who's her famous auntie? Oh, yeah, Soledad O'Brien. At 26 years old, you know, getting to do an uh, interview with uh, Joe Biden, President of the United States. It's pretty profound. I don't know if I was Mike, I'd probably be a little annoyed by that, that she's jumping a monkey. But I, I'm, I'm, uh, I digress. Well, I mean, based on the media coverage we've seen since before the last election, for months now, for, all, for a year now, we've seen this media coverage that leads me to believe that there is significant collusion going on between these national media outlets and DATS and SARC. One, look on the front page of SARC. The first link they, they have on there is all these different NBC podcasts that they put up. That's hot linked right up to the front. I'm telling you, these guys are connected at the hip to uh, major uh, media. And then you have to ask yourself why. I think we'll jump into that later. Well, I'm, I'm about to, sh- to show you that even Stephanie Williams has connections. So I, I did want to show this really quick. And, and this is a social media post by a woman by the name of Stephanie Drinka. And she's a formal, former CISD uh, student. I, th- I think she graduated in the early or mid-aughts, something like that. And she's a frequent DAT social media darling. They re- retweet her and so forth. And she, she echoed these comments of Ethan Coe. Um, here's what she said, right? So she said, the scariest thing about what's happening in South Lake, the national news coverage didn't cause any shame. They galvanized more and set a precedence for other cities. I'm going to need to set this week and figure out a new strategy. So they're telling you that their intent is to shame us into submission using their lapdog dog media buddies. And that's what they're doing. So uh, Dats and Stephanie Williams, and this is really the important thing, right? So Stephanie Williams, by her own admission, has been part of this. So I have a tweet by her where Stephanie Williams posts about an upcoming event. And what she says is the media has been alerted, right? Why would she be saying that? Because either she herself uh, alerted the media or uh, or someone that she knows did. On top of that guy, they have retweeted NBC 19 times. They've tagged the media over a dozen times. Dats and Stephanie Williams is part of all of this. I, I want you to just think about that process though. The media has been alerted. There's a lot in that. I know it sounds like a simple statement, how did that happen? Let's think about the mechanics of it. I mean, I, I can't help but thinking there is a lot of coordination. I mean, those two teachers that just went in and did that secret recording in a private meeting, and I think we're going to find out who they were. But it, let me just digress as far as the whole teacher thing goes. We love our teachers. We have the best cadre of teachers in the nation. And if um, Andrew Yeager has his way, they will get paid commensurate of what they really should be earning. And uh, as opposed to admin who gets paid way more than the average of what they should get paid. So this, this broadcast, this wise guy talks is a hundred percent full square square behind our wonderful teachers. We have the best teachers in the nation.
No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, you know, we're, I'm not interested in in who the teachers were. I really don't care. What I'm interested in is the false narrative, and we need to take that false narrative down. This idea that somebody misspoke at a meeting, uh, we know that's not true. Nobody thinks that, and we haven't seen anybody come out and say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my point. I just want to be clear on it. Is the whole Machiavellian episode, that's the episodic events that are going on. I think that there is collusion. There's no doubt in my mind. There's coordination going on. I'd be willing to bet you dollars to donuts, Robert. Take it from here that Stephanie is coordinating, and she said it. She's admitted with these organizations that want to do nothing but destroy and bring down our community. And guys, that is the key point, right? The key point is this is a strategy to beat Southlake into submission. Do what we demand, and they are making demands, do what we demand. Or else. Or else. And the or, or else is, we're gonna paint your town as a racist town. We're gonna do everything we can to drive down the value of your homes. We're gonna do everything we can to destroy the quality of education and what makes Southlake great. That's who these people are, and that's what they're doing. And so when I hear people in the community saying, they just wanna make this go away, it's not that simple. If we give in to these leftists, it will not get better. It will get worse. The attacks will get worse. NBC's involvement and these other media outlets' involvement will get worse. There's only one solution here. And the one solution is we have to take back our school board. We have to elect Andrew Yeager, and then we need to, to elect three more conservatives behind him. Yeah. That's the only solution to this. The incredible disinformation that's going on here just... It's appalling. I, I look at this right here, and what do I see? She's going around now, she being Stephanie, is she's having her block walkers. They know that this works. They know that it's effective, that it's all about education, not indoctrination. So now the one that insists on pronoun perfection when she goes before the school board, making sure that we get our pronouns right, she's trying to tell us that it's not about indoctrination, it's about education, for crying out loud. Robert, uh, we're going to bump out here with a couple of parting thoughts. What do you have for us, brother? Look, everybody in this town, if, if you're a moderate, if you're a conservative, and you think in any way, shape, or form a vote for Stephanie Williams is going to accelerate the end of this division in our community, it's simply not true. All it's going to do is make it go on longer. They're going to use their media buddies to, to, uh, to slowly... Um, impose their will on the school board to ultimately indoctrinate your kids to their leftist philosophy. It's as simple as that. And so what you need to do is you need to talk to your neighbors because they're counting on people being ill-informed. They, they're, they're targeting uninformed voters. You need to talk to your neighbors. You need to get out and vote. But you, in the meantime, you need to do everything you can to get Andrew Yeager elected. Yeah, I was going to echo and say, you know, if you're a person and you want transparency in the schools, if you want accountability of the administrators, if you want oversight of those administrators, if you are concerned about student safety, you cannot buy into this argument that's being recycled now that the school board members somehow represent the students. No, they work in the best interest of the students. They represent the people that elected them. Those are the parents. And I defy anyone to show me the person who cares more about the best interest of the student than the parent does. You will not find it. And so when she's saying I'm going to represent students. What she's really saying is, I'm going to be the parent to your kid. That's not what we're trying to, that's not what we want. Yeah. What we've really, what I've tried to do is just, you know, bring you guys together to, 
to, to have people just listen to a different perspective. Yeah, we don't get 2 million people listening to us within 30 minutes of putting out a podcast the way the NBC does. But I guarantee you what we're doing is we're telling the truth. And I guarantee you the people that follow Stephanie Williams or not, they're trying to position her as they try to position Ina Dietrich, Candace Kapanos, Dave Allman as neutrals. And then what do they do? As soon as they got in power, they swung to the left if they got elected. Luckily, some of those didn't get elected. I will tell you that I would love for, for Stephanie to come on Wise Guy Talks and sit down with the hounds. We'd like to know why she's blocked so many people, why she shut her Twitter feed down, why she did a 180-degree bout face on all these different SAR commands, uh, demands that they made. And we just have a lot of questions for her. I'd like to know why she's got a troll army that seems to answer to her or at least the people that follow her that go around and they push this cancel culture and they try to get people's jobs. They try to get fired. I mean, for crying out loud, in the last debate, she mentioned the employer of uh, the guy that's running opposed against her. Who does that? That's cancel culture stuff. She's got all this, like I say, these fake accounts. This one guy that, uh, what was his name? The guy Kenny that... Uh, Lark? Kenny Lark, you know. that That's a dead person. They're, they're playing on a dead person. Th- that is straight up sick. That's neurotic. And I'm saying that if you want this, this craziness to go away, this insanity to go away... There's only one way to do it, and that is not give Michelle Moore another person on that school board. Anybody else got anything? Andrew Yeager, play seven. Andrew. Go, Andrew. 